This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. The NCAA reportedly presented evidence that Michigan's sign-stealing scheme was allegedly funded by a booster named Uncle T. I'm Frank Isola. T as in Tony? Yeah, he's a closet Michigan guy. I got called 10 minutes ago. He's a closet Michigan guy. He can talk all that Notre Dame stuff if he wants. He loves maize and blue. Was wearing maize and blue yesterday. Yeah. It all makes sense. Come on. It all makes sense now. Welcome to PTI. Tony almost made it to Friday. But here to finish the week for him is our great friend and closer, Frank Isola. It's a Friday. I'll give him that. It's a Friday. It's a little tepid. <laughs> Let's start where we have to start, with the Cincinnati Bengals losing Joe Burrow for the rest of this season. He left last night's loss in Baltimore with an injury to his throwing wrist, which turned out to be a torn ligament that is likely to require surgery. Frank, where does the loss and last night's leave the Bengals? Yeah. In the immortal words of Howard Cosell, it is over for the Bengals. And it's tough to recover from Joe Burrow's injury. But it's not just the offense. It's really about the defense here. Because if you look at Cleveland, they're in a similar situation. They just lost their starting quarterback for the year. But they have a defense that will keep them in games. Cincinnati, the last two weeks, Mike, have given up a total of 949 yards and 64 points. They can't stop anybody. So now how do you expect a backup quarterback to every week go out there and put up between 20 and 35 points? It's asking way too much. I feel bad for Joe Burrow. He started the season with a calf injury. They started out one and three. It's just not happening for the Cincinnati Bengals. And unfortunately, the next time we see Joe Burrow is going to be next season. Yeah, Frank, I don't disagree with the words you've said. I mean, there's only one Josh Dobbs story. Yeah. Where somebody just gets picked up and flies in, swoops in, they can drop him out of a helicopter, and he can win a couple of games. Listen, you don't even have out of a, in a 32-team league, you probably have 20 worthy starting quarterbacks, and six or eight of those guys are bound to be 50-50-ish. Right. In other words, they're going to have a bad day, as likely to have a bad day as a good day. I mean, you got you got maybe 12-ish, a dozen or so quarterbacks you really want to call premier starting quarterbacks in the league. Joe Burrow was one of those, but you don't have backups to go around. You don't even have enough starters to go around. So Cincinnati's season is essentially finished. Yes, if you had that kind of game-wrecking, season-defining, franchise-defining defense, yes, you could sort of hang around in there. The Bengals don't have that, and now they don't have Burrow. And they're, they're, they're set up. I mean, they're set up with those receivers and Burrow to be a quick strike offensive team, a modern sort of, you know, space age team in the NFL. You don't have your trigger guy. You're not making that happen. So it's it's look, it's sad. But this this season and we're going we're going to stay with this theme in a second. This season is being defined by these injuries going back to starting with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know, when he couldn't even get through the start of the season, Frank. So 
This is what the NFL is saddled with right now. Yeah, I think for Burrow, you know, the calf injury during training camp, so he's not playing. They, they lose their first two games. They're one and three. And then I get it. They went on that four-game winning streak. They look good. But the margin, it, it's so tight. And now he's injured, not going to play. By the way, they're two and five in games that he doesn't start. They're 29-21-1 and one in game which he, in which he does start. By the way, the NFL is investigating Cincinnati because they did not put him on the injury report. And there's Gambling. all kinds of videos Let's out there. Let's pay attention to the gamblers. Yeah. We're partnered with the yeah. gamblers. That matters more than anything. Yeah, but you're right, though, about losing all these great quarterbacks. It stinks, that's for sure. All right, the Ravens didn't escape last night's game without a loss of their own. Star tight end Mark Andrews is likely out for the season with a left ankle Ugh. injury suffered on, look at this, a hip drop tackle that Coach John Harbaugh wants the NFL to review. Lamar Jackson, who was also dinged up, said of Andrews, we're like bread and butter, peanut butter and jelly. Mike, how diminished are the Ravens without Andrews? Well, again, staying with this theme, look, Mark Andrews, he could be the, the second-best player on that team after Lamar Jackson. And if he's not the second-best player, because you've got some terrific players on that defense, then he could be the second-most important player yeah. on the team. He is Lamar Jackson's security blanket. That's right. He is a guy who's gone out there and caught once 100 passes in a season, I believe he's a three-time Pro Bowler and at least one first-team All-NFL. He's that good. And so without him, you're asking a team that wants to rely on power football, and he's the power, he's the muscle in that. You're asking them to do something else, to go in a different direction. I don't want to hear next man up. And by the way, Mark Andrews, not the guy in Kansas City, you know, somebody's boyfriend. <laughs> Mark Andrews is the number one tight end in fantasy football. I don't even know why I know that or looked it up. <laughs> I was shocked to find it. Not Travis Kelsey, Frank. Yeah. Mark Andrews tells you what the Ravens are losing if he's done for the season. Yeah. And you're right about the security blanket. Just like you know, Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, that's what Mark Andrews is to Lamar Jackson. You know, the last six years, 287 passes. He's caught from Lamar Jackson. He has 33 touchdowns. The, the combination of Mahomes and Kelsey has 50. They have 33. So you look at the Ravens, you know, the last 25 years, they're well coached. They run the ball. They have a great defense usually, a competent quarterback, and a good tight end. That's what they have this year. Now they just lost a good tight end in their schedule, and they've been terrific. And they got a great defense this year. But their schedule gets really hard. The, the, their next opponents for the rest of the season are a combined 31 and 23. That's the toughest schedule in the NFL as of right now, the rest of the way. And to not have and Mark Frank, Andrews, I think for Lamar Jackson, this puts Lamar Jackson, who's been terrific, it's going to put a lot more pressure on him. And I understand yes, they got these big game wide receivers, but Mark Andrews was his guy. Well, I'll tell you what, though, that division is just, yep. I mean, really been hit hard. And, you know, it looks like today – and you don't even know because you, you can't get through practice a day without injuries. The Steelers look like the beneficiary of this for the moment. Yeah. But stay tuned. Who knows what's going to happen with that division going forward? Yep. Let's move to the latest developments with the Michigan sign-stealing case. The university today fired linebackers coach Chris Partridge for what ESPN reports was his lack of cooperation with the NCAA investigation. Yahoo reports he attempted to cover up impermissible behavior. And Yahoo also reports that a booster nicknamed Uncle T, are you serious with this, <laughs> helped fund the scheme. Frank, 
your thoughts on today's yeah. developments. Yeah. Uncle T is not Tom Brady. It's not Tyrone Wheatley either, former <laughs> Michigan guy. So if you're in the D.C., Maryland area, all you see are maize and blue. Tony's people walking around. Michigan does play Maryland this weekend. So, it's, so we get it. It's going to be a big thing. Glad everything, I'm not there. Everything you just read, it sounds like we have our fall guy right now. He is the pound of flesh that Michigan is giving up to the NCAA. I thought it was us against the world. So I guess they gave up one of their own in this us-against-the-world battle. But, Mike, there was a report that came out in Sports Illustrated where the Big Ten was going to lower the suspension to two games. Why? Let's see. Because then Jim Harbaugh would be eligible to be on the side of the Ohio State game. The Ohio State game. The NCAA, they revealed what they had in their investigation, and that's why Michigan came out and said, you know what? We're not even going to fight a legal battle over this one. We'll take the three games, and we're okay with it. So clearly, Michigan knows that they were in trouble on this one. It sounds now he was uh, accused of trying to cover things up. I to me, it comes across as a scapegoat in this whole situation. The pound of flesh. Well, Frank, it, probably so. But I mean, you'd rather have it leaked, and you'd rather have to read about it, or have other people read about it in Sports Illustrated. What you don't want is discovery. Yeah, that's what you don't want. You don't want anything official, some official body dragging people into some hearing or whatever situation it would be and and then having this come out officially you don't you you don't want that if you're Michigan that's why they folded their tent or their hand if you will to say yeah we'll just take this and take the three games even we don't want this out there we don't want this sort of ruining the rest of the season and going on and on and on to the break of dawn into January <laughs> that's what they're hoping for but, Mike we're yeah, Mike, you know how much hype surrounds this game? What do you think it's going to be like next week in Ann Arbor? It's going to be their first game Ooh, since Harbaugh man. was suspended. All this yeah. nonsense going on. If they get yeah. a win against Maryland tomorrow, they're going to go in undefeated. How crazy is it going to be next weekend in Ann Arbor? It'll be crazy, and I think they will rally the troops again. I've said it time and time again. Tony disagrees with me. I think they can rally. The game is in Ann Arbor, and I don't think Ohio State's that good anyway, with apologies to the best player in the country who is on the Ohio State Buckeyes, Marvin Harrison Jr. Let's take a break. But coming up, the Rockets are hot, the Clippers are not. Which one of those two should we be more bullish on? And the Heat and the Thunder, the team that Mike's been touting all year long. Yeah. One last night. Which team will go further this season? Toss up. It's next. I look pretty good hitching my wagon to the Thunder in the preseason, don't I? You look as good doing that as Shea Gildas-Alexander does in those skims that he wears. Pardon the interruption is presented by Bullet Frontier Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, You can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. You are watching Pardon the Interruption. Presented by Bullet. 
part of happy hour. Time to spank Frank and toss up. Let's get the first one from the producer over the loudspeaker. Toss up. They play tonight. Which team are you more bullish on? The Rockets or the Clippers? Well, we're talking about going in opposite directions. These two, of course, Frank Rockets have won six consecutive games out of nowhere. Ime Udoka really reaching that young group. And aren't they glad they don't have James Harden? Oh, wait. (laughs) James Harden is on the Clippers where they've lost six straight. And they did look better in their most recent game against Denver at Denver. They pushed the champs in that game. And it started to look like, okay, you know, so in the short term, I'm actually going to be more bullish on the Clippers because they do look better. Because, listen, Frank, as you know, this is the last stop for James Harden. There's no place else he can be relevant. This is it. Home. Speaking of home, Russell Westbrook is the one who's making the sacrifice and has reportedly gone to T. Lou and said, look, I can come off the bench here. I'm happy to do that. And you need one of them to come off the bench because you can't really – be productive and be quick, and the pace is dreadfully slow with Harden and Westbrook and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George all needing the ball. They can't all have it. And so Westbrook, again, has become the sacrifice guy. Good for them. I think they'll get it together. I think the Clippers will be a factor. Houston, long-term, I'm more bullish on, but tonight I'm going to take the Clippers and go with You know what? I'm more bullish on the Houston Rockets. By the way, Houston's yet to win a road game. They've only played two. But you mentioned the name Ime Udoka, and you look at what he did in Boston, and he's not afraid to call out the stars, and that's important. And he goes to Houston, and it's not only Ime Udoka, it's Fred Van Vliet who won a championship in Toronto. So he added two adults to the room, and even our guy, Dylan the villain, Dylan Brooks, has played very well, and I completely agree with him. For Memphis to blame him and make him the scapegoat for everything that went on last year in Memphis, I get it. He had some bad moments, but are you kidding me? John Morant was on the team. We're going to blame Dylan Brooks for that. So Dylan Brooks, say what you want. There'll be moments where he's going to drive you nuts. The dude competes every time he's out there. One thing about Westbrook coming off the bench, I ain't buying it. I don't think he wants to come off the bench. That's what I've heard, that he's not crazy about the move. But I heard when they made the trade, they were going to bring Westbrook off the bench. My thing, Mike, would be when James Harden was in Brooklyn, he enjoyed playing with the backups. Next, besides playing with Kevin Durant and also um, Kyrie Irving, because he had he the ball hold more. the ball for 23 seconds. Thank you. Yeah, I'd course. rather bring him off the bench than Russell Westbrook. Keep the starters the same. Bring James Harden off the bench. Okay. All right. Well, what a mess the Clippers yeah. That's across the street. I might wander across it, get an eye full of that. What's next? <laughs> Toss-up. They both won last night. Which team do you expect to go further, the Heat or the Thunder? Frank, this is hard. Because I expect OKC to be better. Look, I expect OKC in two years to be the favorite in the West or at least staring Denver eye to eye. How about that? So one of the top three for sure, maybe one of the top two in the West, I expect that. But you know what happens to young teams in this league, and they are young. Even with a star like Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and I love Oklahoma City and what they've got. Isaiah Joe comes out and hits a bunch of threes. you got a guy like Lou Dort who might drop 30, and he's essentially supposed to be a defensive specialist. You got both Jalen Williams, and one of them looks like a young all-star. They got like seven dudes. I haven't even mentioned Josh Giddy, who hit all three of his threes last night. They're loaded. Chet Holmgren, by the way, is my favorite for rookie of the year. But Miami, this is what they do. They sort of just bide their time till they get to the playoffs. They're going to make a move to me. 
Maybe it'll be Zach Levine, a guy who yeah. has no more use in Chicago. You can get a guy like him, put him in that lineup down there with Jimmy Butler, a guy who actually got traded for. And I'm going to go with Miami because of the postseason ramifications, the veteran nature of them, Spo and Jimmy. I'm going to go with Miami, but I know yeah. Oklahoma City, you know I love them. It's funny about Oklahoma City and their general manager, Sam Press. Everybody makes fun of them because they collect all these draft picks like you collect pocket squares. They got them for, for all eternity. But the guy has put together a pretty good team, and Shea Gildas-Alexander has MVP-like ability. He's that good. So they look like a team that could finish in the top six. But I'm going to say Miami as well. The experience is number one. They finally beat the Nets. They had lost them a bunch of times in a row. I think it was six in a row. But Miami's winning without Tyler Hero. Last year they yeah, made the finals again. without Tyler Hero. In other words, the guy's hurt, and they keep winning without him. And I think you're 100% right. Pat Riley was unable to land Damian Lillard. Pat Riley does not go you know, crawl up in a corner and start crying about that. No, he's figuring he's out, wait, who can be the next guy I get? At some point, the Miami Heat are going to make a move. And I get it. Yep. Boston right now is the class of the Eastern Conference. Milwaukee, Lillard looks good when Giannis isn't playing. Giannis looks good when Damian Lillard isn't playing. Maybe they'll figure it out. But Miami, for me, can still be a big-time threat in the Eastern Conference. Big-time threat. They can be. Probably will be. That's it for Toss-Up. Let's take one last break, but still to come, did Shohei and Ronald Acuna Jr. both deserve to be unanimous MVPs? And do the Steelers or the Browns have an edge on Sunday? Oklahoma City, top six team, yes or no? Yes. Frank, I got a new pocket square, Hermes, as a birthday gift last night. Nice, huh? see? That, like, goes to the top of the collection. I didn't have that before. <laughs> <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now, making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Bullet Frontier Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. I'm ordering you to get happy, people. Happy 22nd birthday tomorrow to Caleb Williams. The reigning Heisman winner leads USC against UCLA tomorrow in what could be his final collegiate game if he chooses to skip the Trojans Bowl game to prepare for the NFL draft. Williams has long been assumed to go number one overall. But USC's recent struggles, they have lost four or five, have led some draft analysts to put North Carolina quarterback Drake May in that mix. Williams says he'll spend Thanksgiving week with his family evaluating his future options, which could include returning to SC for his senior season. Frank, what do you think he will or should do? Yeah, him returning, which he talked about in August, sound like an idle threat. Now it sounds like it more so than ever. You don't go for having a great year to having an okay year, then go back to college. There's a chance he's going to be the number one pick. You come out yeah. now. It doesn't matter who's going to have the first pick. You come out 
and try to, and you, you're the number one pick. It's not going. It back doesn't to matter who's coming Makes out. No and sense. I don't want to hear Drake May over Caleb Williams. Just no. use your eyes, watch the film. Happy <laughs> anniversary to the Heidi game. On this day, 55 years ago, NBC cut away from Jets Raiders on the East Coast with one minute left in order to air the movie Heidi. The Jets were leading by three at the time, but the Raiders scored two touchdowns in that final untelevised minute, at least in the East, to win the game 43-32. These were the days before Sunday ticket or red zone, so you got what the local affiliates gave you. NBC ended up apologizing, saying they had tried to change course to show the end of the game, but people who needed to get word to do that couldn't, in part because phone lines were busy. Frank, what are busy phone lines? What's that sound like? You know, they ended up meeting again in the championship game. Jets won. Jets went on to win Super Bowl three. But growing up in the New York area, there was a period where both the Jets and the Giants were terrible. All I wanted to watch was Chuck Foreman and the Minnesota Vikings. But every weekend, I got the Jets <laughs> and the Giants. That was a tough one for a long time. I got way too much of Chuck Foreman and the Vikings, let me, yeah. let me tell you. Yep. Happy trails to last night's game for Caitlin Clark in Iowa. The second-ranked Hawkeyes lost at home to unranked Kansas State. Clark scored 24 but struggled from the field, going just 9 for 32 overall, just 2 for 16 from 3. In her Iowa career, Clark had never shot so much, missed so many, nor had her team failed to score 60. Iowa joins LSU and UConn as top women's teams that have already lost games in the early going. Unbeaten South Carolina is currently and deservedly ranked number one. The Gamecocks thumped Clemson last night, Frank, by 69. By the way, that Caitlin Clark three to tie the game was an absolute terrible shot. By the way, Connecticut, which beat Maryland, Paige Beckers played well. They she lost did. AZ Fudd to a knee injury at practice the day before. She's a big-time player, so who knows yes, how that much that will work out. It seems like, Mike, I know you agree with me, we know so many of the women's players in college basketball. It's, it's, not a, it's more players, fun. Right? It's more entertaining. It's more fun. The stars are bigger. Men's college basketball, I'm sorry. You, you want to have your one and done? Fine. You, yeah. you, you fine. But don't tell me you're any it's good. Because nobody wants to watch that it's, stuff. We'll, we'll I see don't. in March. That's what we'll talk about. We'll see about. in March. It's a, it's a six-week sport, men's college basketball. It's all they deserve. <laughs> We're running out of show. Let's go to the big finish. Shohei and Ronald Acuna Jr. were unanimously voted. Baseball's MVPs. You okay with that? I am. What do you make of Shohei Otani maybe taking a much smaller deal? Remember, he's got he had elbow surgery. I think it sounds like he might return to the Angels. The Braves Ooh. traded five Ooh. players, including Ooh. Mike Soroika. To the White Sox, reliever Aaron Bummer makes sense. No, I mean I know Bummer can strike people out, but I, I mean his ERA is like huge. No, and by the way, the Cubs apparently are the second team for the odds makers to land Shohei, which is insane to me. The U.S. men beat Trinidad Tobago three nil. Were you impressed? I know you watched. That's Mike Soroka. Sorry about that. No, I was not impressed with the U.S. last night. In fact, they scored all their goals after the 80th minute. Up a man. Not an impressive performance. Bradley Beal will be reevaluated in three weeks. Your thoughts? The Suns are a whisper right now. Evaluated in three weeks. We don't know when he's going to be back out there. And Beal's had these injury issues in D.C. Last one. Steelers-Browns Sunday. Who you got? Do you know that Mike Tomlin against rookie QBs, 24-5. and five. Pittsburgh, big on Sunday. We're out of time. Thanks for watching. I'm Frank Isola. I'm Mike Wilbon. Have a great weekend, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app. 
or Apple Podcasts. And now... Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Had it come? FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu.